Hello, everyone, and welcome to the WFR Marriage Podcast, a conversation about marriage for marriage. If you're wondering whose voice this is, this is Jonathan Wallace. Yes, we've been out for quite some time, um, but we're back, and we're hanging out. Terry and I are hanging out with Trey and Anna in the, in the booth and enjoying some coffee and having a good time. Well, right. It hasn't been the same without you. So. Well, well, thank you. Well, thank you. A couple of back surgeries from Tara and... <laughs> A move and <laughs> life gets in the way, but yep. we kept on trucking on. So, well, it's a great night to come back because it's a tough topic. Um, I think Trey saves all these good ones for us. So, <laughs> I, so, I think so. Yeah. And this yeah. is actually a continuing from last week. Last week we right. talked with Steve and Holly about right. sexual brokenness, and this is uh, part two, I guess you'd say. I guess so. So, guess what? Now, for some odd reason, that 1990s rap song, Let's Talk About Sex, Baby, keeps plowing in my head <laughs> all day long because I knew we were going to talk about it. So, I'm trying to put that out and me. Get behind me, Satan, all that kind of stuff. So, but I mean, it really it reflects how we are so affected by culture, right? right? I mean, you know, when you say the word sex, the first thing that pops in my mind, 1990s rap song, you, you know. So, I think that's a good point because we have allowed culture to be the main voice uh, when it comes to sex, mm-hmm. and we hear more from culture than we do anything else, and they're, you know, screaming at the top of their lungs about, you know, the way sex should be, and uh, we know that that's not how it was intended to be from the beginning, and so that's kind of what tonight is about. I mean, I think back to my teenage years, you know, I didn't get anything from the church on sex other than it's bad, don't do it, and wait till you're married. Yeah. You know, that was about it. It's a big bad wolf. Yeah, mm-hmm. it never goes in depth of what we're really supposed to know that God intends us to know. Mm-hmm. How good it can be. That's I like tonight that we are talking about specifically about sex, that it's a good gift mm-hmm. right. like from God. And set, like, because we talked about the brokenness part last week. Um, mm-hmm. And because our culture is, and the church even, you know, has historically just been, it's bad, don't talk about it, it's shameful, like, makes you think and makes you believe from a child that sex is bad. It's dirty. I remember the birds and bees talk with my dad and it literally went like this i I don't know how old i was my mom had passed so i was older than 10 and i asked my dad what a virgin was and he says a bad word don't say that word (laughs) so that's 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 that's, that was it at least you had that (laughs) That, that. that's right that's right so what what is the um the view of mainstream culture i mean what what do we hear what do we see coming from a culture I think we talk about this all the time. We're like, what do our kids feel that sex really is or what it's about or how's it supposed to be? And I can think of one word, and it's raunchy. Like everything you hear about, everything you see on TV, it's just, it's not a good thing. It's Mm -hmm. a bad thing. And I think that's so wrong. I think that's so wrong. Or our culture says, like, live it up Mm -hmm. however you want it whenever you want it with whomever you want it as much as you want it it's all about you Mm -hmm. it's all about me and getting what i want out of it and and i see it from culture just being used as a means to get like even not just an orgasm but to try using it to get other things i mean look you can't watch a commercial about toothpaste without it being sexual in some way like everything is about sex and like how that is powerful to get what you want 
turn to sex. And the other thing I think that you see is like sex, sex within marriage. It's just it's old fashioned. It's mm-hmm. you know it's outdated and all those types of things. You mm-hmm. know, and, and uh, that um, it's it's just physical. You know, it's just biology. You know, it's just it's just sex. That's you know? right. Doesn't have any meaning. It's just like holding hands or something. You know, mm-hmm. it's just sex. Well, and that's definitely not the cases that we see in Scripture. You know, I think God has a complete opposite of definition of sex, and sometimes the church, as the church body, we haven't done a very good job of portraying that, and so which we know, no matter how we portray it mainstream you know satan is going to use distortion to to kind of twist it and pervert it right no matter what that's going to happen but you know i don't think we really understand why sex is good and why god created sex we were sitting down um having dinner with some friends this week actually and we were telling her about our church and the ministry that we're a part of and we were talking about some of the things we talk about sex and she was just like wait what in the church i'll talk about that and i thought you know that is true that's what we think of it if if the church would change mm-hmm. how we viewed sex what could it do for a generation our generation our kids generation yeah in the past few wednesday nights so uh, we uh Anna and i and some other parents have been going to the teen class over there and we're talking about pornography mm-hmm. and sex and sexual identity mm-hmm. and all these topics that you know that culture mm-hmm. talks about but and it's been really surprising how uh, the teenagers there are wanting to hear uh, the, the truth rather than mm-hmm. what they hear from culture because uh, and it, it's been really good conversation. That's awesome. Uh, yep. From there so far. Mm-hmm. I think that is crazy. Like, of course we're talking about sex at church because the one that created it yep. is the book that we stu- <laughs> He wrote the book that we yeah, study at right. church. And so... He- He's the one that told us. It's in there. He made it. It's in there. You don't. You can't. You can't read over those scriptures. It's in there. God created sex. First truth, right there. It came from God. So why? Why? Why do you think He created it? Well, I know right off the bat, just from Scripture, one of the first things that was is to multiply, Mm -hmm. to make more human beings. Fill the earth, girl. (laughs) Fill the earth. (laughs) It's almost like he's saying, like. Start doing it. Like, yeah. get I after, mean, come have on. Some fun. Yeah. Multiply. This is right. a big earth, and it was only one man and one woman that yeah, he was to start multiplying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think we don't look at it as being a union between a man mm-hmm. and a woman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's about physical. It's it's a mental thing. It's, um, it's the touch. It's the feel. It's... I, to me, I feel like I'm loved by my husband, and I think that's how he intended it to yeah, be. And not just a man and a woman, but a husband. That's right. Uh, and, and a wife. That's right. It's God's right. gift uh, to marriage for just yep. one person. I can't think of any other gift in life Mm-mm. where you only share that with one person. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's yeah. right. I can't think of anything. So, so I right. guess you'd say that another reason he created it was for union. Yeah. Like, uh, and. Like all of these things that we're saying, it comes straight out of scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, when the scripture that talks about they became one flesh, Genesis two twenty four, man shall leave his father and his mother, and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Mm-hmm. Well, that's talking about the un- the sexual right. union, where yep. when you have sex, you are literally becoming one flesh. There's uh-huh. this union, there's this bond that is created, and it's meant to. It creates a bond for life. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so damaging 
when it is outside of the bounds of marriage and a husband and a wife. And then the other thing he created it for was just for sheer enjoyment Mm -hmm. and pleasure for a husband and wife. Um, Sex feels good. (laughs) There's no, like, we don't have to be ashamed about that. It's good. It feels good. It it's meaningful and if you read the whole book of song of solomon there's your scripture right there that yeah. it is for pure enjoyment and satisfaction yeah, there's certain parts of the woman's body that's only meant for pleasure, pleasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it has no other purpose <laughs> yep that's right that's right and i would say also for uh intimacy obviously mm-hmm. to, to be one flesh so it's it's not just a physical act uh in marriage as well it's also for like like it tells us so that the two can be become one flesh emotionally physically and so i i think when you have sex with some someone if you have sex with 10 people you're becoming you know that's god's way of of that's not god's way of becoming one with someone that's right i can remember going to a counselor one time for uh some sexual immorality from my past and praying and renouncing those people because it's like they you know have some kind of hold on you i don't know how to explain it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. you still have this connection and with everyone that you've had, like because you became one flesh. Mm-hmm. You didn't just have sex. That's why you see so much emotional damage. That's why you see our culture mm-hmm. so messed up because us oh, just sex is no big deal. It yeah. is a big deal. It's a very big deal. Um, but what's awesome is that God can and does restore and heal us. From our past. I think that's that's a big thing, mm-hmm. and and we were talking about this subject in general, um, how patience. He always says patience because my past has uh, hindered our mm-hmm. sex life, and so it's his patience that has allowed us to grow. It's mm-hmm. a union that has allowed us to. Um, I don't know. We work we work through issues and mm-hmm. we become we grow mm-hmm. in the yeah. in the facts. So. Yeah. So why is it important? to know the truth about God's viewpoint of sex. Why do, why do we need to know this? Well, I would say for one, um, for healthy marriages, you know, mm-hmm. um, when we, and I know from experience, Anna and I both do, and I'm sure you guys do too, when we go outside of um, God's design and God's intent and purposes for sex, um uh, there's unhealthiness that That's happens right. uh, because anytime we sin, specifically those verses that say he who sins sexually sins what? Against himself. So, and so you have all these emotional problems and baggage that mm-hmm. that uh, you have, uh, whether it's before marriage or not, but you bring that into your marriage. And so God's that's not God's best. God wants us to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's uh, something that we've seen a lot too. Yeah. And I think, you know, because... Oh, all of us pretty much in this room were raised with that belief that it's bad and mm-hmm. it's shameful. Mm-hmm. But Genesis 2, Adam and Eve were both naked and they felt no what? No shame. shame. No shame whatsoever. So if we believe that lie that it's dirty and shameful and we bring that into our marriage, like God doesn't think that it's dirty and shameful. Yeah. He made it for marriage. And so if you bring that into marriage... That causes problems in your marriage. It, the the place where it was designed mm-hmm. to happen now has this barrier from the world, from Satan himself, from Allah. Um, so that's why I think it's very important to understand God doesn't think it's dirty and shameful. 
when it's in marriage, and That's it's right. done according to his uh, plan and his design. Yeah, First Corinthians 10 says, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God, whether mm-hmm. you eat or drink, or I'm pretty sure that would include, yep. uh, you know, sex. And mm-hmm. um, so we don't really think of it like this. In fact, Anna and I have talked to some couples and and explaining that part of sex is to glorify God. Mm-hmm. You know, anything that he creates for us is to glorify him. and. And uh, so I think that's one thing that we don't think about is, is sex glorifies God. Yeah, and, and knowing what God intended for sex and why it is good also helps us fight the lies that Satan gives us about sex. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know how God defines it, Tara and I were talking about this on the way here. If you know that God intended it to be good and you know what Scripture says about it, you're less likely to be ashamed of some of the things that you see on TV and, and in culture. So, yeah. And again, it's it's going back to what we begin to know by reading Scripture and what we begin to tell our kids and tell their friends and just a teaching like y'all go into um, the class on Wednesday night. What can we do? How can we change our our children's view of what sex is and how can we make it better for what they're going to have with their Mm-hmm. I was thinking uh, earlier, uh, a couple of days ago, about this topic when I knew we were talking about. And you think about everything that we deal with in uh, our culture and politics and government. It's amazing how much all of it is related to sex. You know, sexual identity, uh, abortion, marriage, divorce, and all those things, uh, and intimacy problems in marriage, and, and, and all of that. It's, it's amazing how all of that ties back into sex. And I think it's one of the great tools that sex. Satan uses to twist things and just to cause what we see today in, in our society. That's right. Mm-hmm. So if if God created sex to be good, we can just do whatever we want to with it then, right? Mm-hmm. 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 There's a lot of freedom, <laughs> freedom yeah. but he did give us some rules and boundaries <laughs> He did for our benefit. I mean, and you think about it, though. God gave us boundaries in everything. Yeah. He gave us boundaries in everything. I mean, he gave us boundaries. He tells us, you know, do not be a glutton. you you got to watch yourself, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you know from, from the way you eat and the way you live. I've completely found what Scripture said about, you know, not indulging in things too much. I mean, it becomes, it may not be an area of sin initially, but guess what? Mm-hmm. You indulge in it, guess what's going to happen? Well, I think when you, when you look sin. at culture, you think, man, that's, that looks so much more tempting and desirable and more fun. I heard, I don't remember where I heard it, but uh, they were explaining how, you know, people act like God has this little bitty fenced in area where uh, you can enjoy sex, but it's really. When you think about it, there's a lot you can do. There's thousands of acres that you can enjoy within God's design. But you look over at the other side of the fence and you see the green grass. You think, man, that looks so good. And you get over there and start partaking of it. And you realize, like, wait, there's a there's a septic tank right here, mm-hmm. and I've, I've and you know, been wallowing in it. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's <laughs> a good analogy. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So we do need to put some boundaries on our sex lives. What what kind of boundaries do we have? First of all, it cannot include other people mm-hmm. in any way, shape, form, or fashion. That yeah. means that's mentally. What we talked about the other night with pornography. Yeah. That's uh, bringing other people. Mm-hmm. That's right. It, you know? yeah. And I would say respect your spouse. You know, yep. we we talk about that a lot. Respect your spouse and what they 
are okay doing and what they are not okay doing. So yeah, kind of do that. that's important for sure. Mm-hmm. And that you know the verse that we share. This is one of those reengage verses. Is uh, I think it's from Romans, maybe Romans ten. That uh, any anything that uh, bothers uh, your con- it's talking about food, but it's it's applicable right. to this too. Anything that bothers you, your conscience. Like I'm not going to do that because I know it bothers you. That's right. And so if there's something that Anna doesn't want to do sexually that I want to do uh, because it bothers her conscience, then it's out. Like I shouldn't push her to do that. I mm-hmm. shouldn't do anything just you know to be considerate of that. Well, that's part of the. Um intimacy is serving one another anyway so you're not being a servant if you're trying to force your spouse to do something that they don't want to do mm-hmm. there's no love there then it's no longer a safe place yeah, um, yeah. so you're actually you're again going against what god designed that was romans fourteen twelve. yeah it was romans 14 um, yeah. and that's for two people to come together and be intimate you can't be intimate when you've got barriers up because someone's forcing you um, to do something you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So we all have our own little faults, our hang-ups. Um, we have our own things we have to process, right? Those, those can get in the way of having good, joyful sex. Does God really even care about those things? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's why I would say this is one of the reasons why he came to Mm -hmm. earth to die for us, but not just to die and take our sins Mm -hmm. so that we could go to heaven, but he came so that we could have life Mm -hmm. and life to the full. And that includes sex. That's right. I mean, think about it. Life starts with sex. Yeah. That's how life is happens. That's how you multiply and That's right. another human. But he came to have life to the the full and I was just thinking about the boundaries and the you know, the way he got into there's I think we look at it as boundaries like, Okay, you I can do all this but don't cross this line. Mhm. To be honest, I don't think it's necessarily that God put boundaries. It's that Satan has brought in sin. Right. And God created something, and this is the way it works. Um, I know Trey has used an example before. If you've never seen a gun, you didn't know anything what a gun was, but you get a you get a gun, say in the mail in the box in a box, and it's got the gun and a manual, and you have no idea what it is how it works or how you're supposed to use it. So you get the manual out and you start reading how a gun's supposed to work, right? Right. The gun manufacturer didn't put boundaries or rules in there, but he is going to tell you how it was designed to function and how you should use it for Mm -hmm. you to be safe. Well, obviously you point a gun in a certain direction and you pull the trigger. So if I decide, you know what? I know that's what that manual says, but I think I want to turn the gun and point it towards myself, the barrel towards me, and that's how I want to, that's Mm -hmm. the direction I want to pull the trigger. Mm -hmm. What's going to (laughs) happen? Like, it's not going to end well for me. (laughs) That's a bit extreme, but I think that's kind of what we do with sex. Like, if we just think, oh, yeah, that's what God says, how it was designed to function to the fullest so that we can enjoy it the way he designed it but satan's like oh no he didn't really say right everything is permissible 
but not everything yeah, is God, beneficial. God has always wanted uh, what's best for us, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I think you're right, um, babe. With that, I, I lost my thought too. What I was going to say, but oh, I have a I have a new analogy. By the way, I don't use the gun. <laughs> 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 it's, uh, it's actually fire. Like if you have. Uh, a fire in the fireplace, like that's a really good thing, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's in your bedroom, uh, not so yeah. much. It can be disastrous. So the point is, like, you get outside of God's design. Uh, bad things happen, and that's what we see. Uh, and which, by the way, all of this, and we've already said this that we're talking about, is within the confines of marriage between right. one man and one woman, husband and wife. That was God's intent. Everything else outside of that uh, is what gets us in trouble. And God gives us you know, all these truths to, to follow, not to hinder us from having mm-hmm. fun, but to protect us mm-hmm. and so we can have a healthy and great life. Yeah. Tara has alluded to this a couple of times. I think culturally, sex tends to focus on me and what I want. As I've grown and matured, i found that sex has to do more with her comfort and what she wants and how she feels. Mm. And so you're taking and you're putting that pride and that ego aside and you're serving someone else. Yeah. And we've mentioned the serving, you know, mm. kind of, we didn't really go into it, but serving that way. Yeah. Well, the beautiful thing about that is if I'm setting my wants and desires aside and I'm looking at what you know what she wants how how she wants things she's also doing the same thing for me and so that reciprocated gift there is way better than your your own wants and desires always trying to take control of the situation yeah. that's a really good point because if you think about it just about every sexual sin well i guess all of them not just some is selfish that's right mm-hmm. a masturbation Mm-hmm. Uh, pornography, trying to convince your spouse to do something else for your own selfish desire, like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. it. Like it's just selfishness, and so that's not God's intent. If you if you apply Philippians two to sex, like you're putting their interest and their needs in mm-hmm. your own. That's what it looks like to to glorify God too. Yeah, it's about mm-hmm. submission. It's about mm-hmm. submitting to your spouse and what that leads to. When I submit to Him, and God says, submit to mm-hmm. your spouse, and for a long long time I thought uh uh-uh that ain't happening you know I'm strong I can do this myself but when you submit to your spouse what can happen in the long run how much joy can you receive just by doing that that's right that's right it uh it it opens up a large area of growth you know I think about think about you know you spoke about masturbation a while ago Trey and how you know self-masturbation is is self-serving it eliminates the physical contact that you get with your spouse Mm -hmm. and so um, that's why I believe that 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 sex and my experience that sex is is so good because it deepens Mm -hmm. that oneness that knowing that connection Mm -hmm. I mean it's it's hard to be it's hard in a marriage and try to phrase this the right way because <laughs> if you are really seeking to be one emotionally spiritually mentally physically you know that that sexual act just helps to reinforce and deepen that because you're together you're vulnerable you see all of each other's flaws physically and then oftentimes you're connected so you know you know 
when something hurts or something is is and when i say hurt i mean like emotionally hurts you're seeing that with your spouse mm-hmm. and so you're bringing all of that up and um it just helps with the oneness yeah i know um Ann and I have done it wrong for the first half of our marriage, and in a lot of ways, we're pretty uh, open about, you know, our sexual past, but we've done it uh, more closer to right the last half, and it's been so much better mm-hmm. uh, trying to do it God's way and doing our very best, mm-hmm. even with all the sexual baggage mm-hmm. from our past. You know, I've never met anybody, by the way, who has done it God's way and said, I regret that. That's right. No. You know? That's right. And, and one thing I don't know if we really talked about as we wrap up, as remember, we're not necessarily talking about performance. Like, you're not. We're not talking about honoring God with the quality of sex that you have. Mm-hmm. Wow, I mean that is kind of part of it. It's you're honoring God with the choices and the decisions and the 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 heart behind the matter because He always sees the heart behind the matter. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, Trey, it's been another great podcast. I think we're going to keep rolling with it. But to do that, we have some. Yep. So issues to address. Um, <laughs> as always, uh, if you have any questions whatsoever about any of our podcast, or if we can help you uh, in any way, we'd love to hear hear from you. And go ahead and, if you don't mind, and uh, go to iTunes and uh, give us uh, not a one star, not a three star, give us a five star rating, and not to toot our own horns, but just so we can get the message out That's right. uh, to other people. So thank you uh, for listening. Um, oh, forgot the, the email. We hadn't done this in a while together, so uh, you can contact. Contact us at reengage at wfrchurch.org. That's it. And, uh, guys, we're going to sign out. We'll see you next week. Yeah, see you all later. later.